Hey there, I'm Judy Creon, Canada's keynote humorist. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper. Shelf help with a smirk. It's Friday. That means it's Psychic Friday. I am so excited because I get to chat with uh, a psychic medium and a good friend that I haven't chatted with for uh, for a long time, Leanne Hayes. Leanne, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Judy. It's so nice to see you out here in the virtual world during yeah, this pandemic. I'm, oh, it's amazing because I'm so glad to hear that you are still doing your psychic readings. You're doing it via Zoom. And you said initially you had some hesitation. You thought, oh, is Zoom going to work with the psychic world? And you've just had amazing success. Tell us about it. Yes, of course. Well, due to the lockdown, which is funny because it does have its silver lining for everybody who's feeling like they've just been ripped off for time. I mean, we've had to really create our own personal space at home. We've really had to focus more on how we can make, you know, things work from home. And for me, it meant I had to learn how to read people over the Zoom. And I, of course, you think, well, maybe this is getting in the way. But it turns out it's like we're all in one big room. Uh, the psychic energy, the thoughts, they do move faster than light. You know, I don't have the um, physics degree to prove it, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That it is a physical phenomena, a quantum physical phenomena, but that it's real. It happens. It happens to me. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that I have so much to chat with you, uh, to chat about with you. Um, but I want to give folks your information, first of all. If you want a psychic reading with Leanne, she is incredible. Uh, she does tarot cards, she does palm readings, not palm reading so much with the Zoom right now, but she actually can get people to hold up their hands to the screen. It just is, if she needs to confirm some information, she uses all sorts of tools. Um, Leanne is $60 for a 45 minute reading. The best way to contact Leanne is consult Leanne, that's with two N's, consult Leanne at yahoo.com and of course you know dot ca oh dot ca let's get that straight Canada. yeah what am i talking about let's do that again consult leanne at yahoo.ca consult leanne at yahoo.ca and of course as i said you can always reach out to me if um if you if you need leanne's information all right, so we've got so much to chat about. The reason I reached out to Leanne, and this is all um, meant to be, I think, I saw a series on Netflix recently, Leanne, called Surviving Death, and it just gave me so much hope. I mean, you know, having friends like yourself and, um, you know, just having, you know, my own core beliefs, I, I've always believed, like, this is not it. I do believe that we... You know, we we change forms, but we're there that, you know, people go on and they're just not they're not, just not gone. And I, I just love this series Surviving Death because it's so hopeful. It's so happy. Um, and I just wanted to know your views on it. And you said to me, Judy, I'd love to come on the show because I want to uh, talk about a book I'm writing, uh, Talking to the Dead. Okay, so interviews, interviews with the dead. <laughs> interviews with the dead. So let's hear about your interviews with the dead. Interviews with the dead started because um, my two brothers, uh, one a year older than me, one two years older, 
and my mother all died within a three-year period. And I I was hearing them a lot. They were talking to me a lot. And it was actually about maybe even two years later that I suddenly went, I was talking to my sister and she said, oh, you were talking to mommy. I said, what did she say? And I could only remember half of what she said. And I said, for heaven's sakes, why haven't I been recording this? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so I said, that's it. Now I'm going to sit down and I'm going to start taking notes. I'm going to write down what they say. So I thought, well, maybe I should ask an interview question. So I decided to ask them, how was your death? And I would record the answers uh, as they tell me how it was to die. And so that's how it started. And um, since then, of course, I've interviewed all of them, plus uh, some other relatives, and then other friends started showing up, some newly dead. I had a friend show up, you know, the night he died and do an interview. I had uh, other ones showing up from 10 years ago, and I've now got other people lined up saying they would like to be interviewed for the book, please. So I'm a little bit like, oh dear, like I don't want to use their real names in case, you know, I don't know what people think of this. My God, I hardly know what I think of it, you know, (laughs) except that I, you know, I don't think I'm making it up. First of all, the stories are all so different, so interesting. Um, You know, it's like, wow, even I just sit here going, really? Oh my God, that's amazing. Hold on a minute, let me catch up to you, you know? So it does feel like a proper conversation. Um, But- Can you share one of those stories with us? Oh, certainly, certainly. Well, there, um, it started off uh, with Bruce. He was the first one. And this is Bruce, your brother? Bruce was my closest uh, family Mm. member. Yeah, we were like twins when we were young Mm. and, um, we looked alike we hung out together and so it's no surprise that he was the first one i heard really loud and clear now um there's quite a lot but some of the stuff um that i thought you might find interesting was how he felt like the whole he he said that the cosmos was like music anyway uh, he had kind of in a way the worst death because he died of lung cancer and Mm -hmm. uh it was really like sort of drowning in your own body And uh, he said that he felt like he went to sleep and woke up in a cave. And there was a fog in the cave and he could suddenly breathe. And he doesn't even know how long he stayed in there. Then he came out and he went through a tunnel of screens. And he thought at the time they were playing back different times in his life. Later he talked to our other dead brother and he had a different take on what these doorways were. So mentioned that well actually i suppose i could tell you that right now the other brother thought they were doorways into another dimension and they were parts of our life that were actually playing out different choices we had taken bruce thought he was looking at things that choices he could have or couldn't have taken and so but bill said that these were they we actually took them all bill says we're a collective that we're not just one being that we're living he said he's not the only bill hayes if his soul he said he's living out uh, in a number of different dimensions and that these different dimensions are what are giving us the extra gravity to keep our universe circulating just like we're keeping their universe going he says, I don't feel any age. I don't feel any quirks in my body. Everything feels like currents. Even though I can see things, they don't seem solid. And there's no feeling of possession. It's like a movie set. 
Oh, the weather. He said, let's focus on the weather. The weather out here is amazing. It changes with every thought, or maybe it's your feelings. Here, they're almost the same. Thoughts and feelings arise at the same time in harmonies that stir the space around you and affect the environment. All right. He says, uh, I've learned that music is at the center of cosmic creation. The whole thing is like a big bizarre symphony. Even stuff that sounds discordant at first blends into the whole sound. You just have to listen deeper and then it all comes together. So I asked him, can I reproduce it in a studio? Good question. Goes, Let me ponder it, but I don't think so. There's too many layers. Just when you think you have it, you hear more welling up from everywhere. I said, what, like, like singing? He said, yes, there are voices, but they're backed by the sound of everything. I mean, cars and children, laughter, birds, rivers, everything blending into a soothing hum. It's the ongoing soundtrack of our existence, and it's always been there. It shifts and changes with our awareness and resonates in our surroundings. Like right now, I hear strains of music that I only identify with you. I hear you before we connect. One time I was sitting here, I was really missing him because a song came on the radio mm. and he comes, he shows up and he goes, don't cry, sis, I'm not dead. Oh, and here's that bit where he was talking about Bill. He said, Bill and I have been discussing your hall of mirrors because that's what I called it. I said, oh, that's like the Buddhist hall of mirrors, you know, when he said he saw these kind of doorways and reflections. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's Bruce talking again. I thought they were screens playing out things that happened and things that could have happened but didn't. Bill thinks they're alternate realities that actually did and still are playing out. He says they are windows into other dimensions and that the things we learn there are partially available to every part of the whole. Pieces of our soul are living lives in other dimensions, and these dimensions supply the gravity that holds the whole multi-universe together. Anyway, you know, and all of them had one thing in common, and that's that they don't want the people who are missing them to suffer or to feel guilty. Mm. That is something that runs through everything. Um, like he was saying to me at one point, you know, uh, you know, get out there and have a happy Canada Day because he died on Canada Day. He oh, says, don't think of it at the worst day of my life. You know, it was just the last day of my life. So basically, if you want to speak to Bill or Bruce, they're there. Like you can. Uh, no, not really. I don't oh. summon them because, okay. you know, I, I never thought, you know, that I would sort of, you know, command the spirits. come. No, it's more like I'll be sitting there doing something and suddenly I'll feel them. And I'll go, oh, do you feel like doing dictation? Sometimes we just right. talk personal and they don't. But sometimes I'll say, do you feel like doing some dictation? And they'll go, yeah. So I'll run right up, turn on that computer, sit there. And then they don't they don't last long. I'd say each of the dictations is only about maybe two, two pages at a time. Um, and I've, I did sort of sit there and pray that I would get my mother and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And so they did show up, but I think they rounded them up, you know? Oh, wow. So can you tell, can you tell us a little bit what they said? I will. All Yay. right. Let's see. Um, ah, here's Bill. He says, 
first of all, um, he said, I really wasn't up for suffering a long illness. So frankly, my death was a relief. Mm. I felt an expansion so fine that I thought I was becoming pure energy right there. But then, no, I was reforming in a new body made of light. What a great feeling. I still had a few quarks and photons. I could see other levels with my new eyes. I knew there were other dimensions right behind the flashing images that I was seeing, remembering or imagining. It is all the same, a veil of symbolism. I was seeing my life play out, but when I was aware my life, oh, but then I was aware my life as Bill Hayes was only part of who I am and that I'm part of a collective. We live many lives all playing back to the main brain that sorts it out and forwards harmonically converging messages to other minds in the grouping. So if we have a similarity, we start picking up on what other guys are doing. I'm sorry, my brother Bill is a scientist, so oh, that's how he talks. Neat. <laughs> he says, you perceive it as cellular memory or past life recall. Now he says it can be like, it, it's, it's, oh, it's like the reincarnation theory of the Hindus and that all the memories are the lives of one entity. He said, the expansion of the universe is what we call time. So time is actually the expansion of the universe. That's hmm. what creates the idea of time. Uh, he says, only memory uses linear time. All the incarnations are in direct contact with the entity that we are. So we all feel special and that sense of I am remains strong. Now, let me ask you this. Would this be your terminology or? Oh no, that's Bill talking. Yeah. Wow. Um, like here, I'll, uh, here's my mother. Hmm. My mother goes, Ahem, I am ready to commence. <laughs> I said, all right, I'm listening. How was your death? She says, so you want to know what it's like to be dead? Hmm. It's not a simple question. Imagine if I asked you what it's like to be alive. It isn't all that different. Things are clearer here. There's no nagging from the body. You can have a body here if you want one, but most of the time I prefer to float around in a cloud of light. Anyway, she says sometimes she whips up a body to run by the beach. She ran with me by the beach and she said she created a body so we could run together that oh, day. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. She said, all you have to do is believe in something and it's yours for mm. as long as you can focus on it. Mm. She says it's very malleable. It moves with your emotions. She, she says she enjoys doing crossword puzzles with me. And she does. I'll be doing crosswords and then she'll be yelling out the answers. I'll be, hold on, let me get a few. We do crossword puzzles together. She said, uh, okay, let's stick to the topic. Bill's right. People want to know what it's like to die. Because that's, I guess, how Bill got her to come down. He said, people want to know what it's like to die and to be dead. She said, I know when I was dying, I was in two places at once, maybe more. I heard you guys and it brought me comfort. Oh, I should qualify this. My mother was paralyzed. She was in a, you know, sort of a coma when she died. 
So she said, at first I thought the, I, at first I fought the paralysis. I wanted to speak. And now I can't think of what was so important to say. Really, I love you covered it all. And Shauna heard me. My sister heard her go, I love you. <laughs> wow. That was her last words. So moving on, I feel good. I feel free. Tell Ivan I can dance if I want to. That's my friend who wrote that song. So she said, tell him I can dance if I want to. That's excellent. I can dance with the wind. I'm learning to fly. She said, our time on earth is short and precious. So savor every moment of it, but don't be afraid when the bell tolls for thee. It's a fine ride. That's me, mom. It's a fine ride. So nothing yeah. scary about the actual process of no, dying then, right? No, and of course there's a lot of other stuff more personal, but- um, Now, do they all I... hang out together? Do Bill and Bruce and oh. your mom all hang out together? I'll tell you, um, I see, I asked Bruce that. Mm -hmm. Here, I said to Bruce, did you see dad? Did you see nanny? What about Max? You know, I, Bill and the mom were still alive at this point, but I asked him if he'd seen my grandmother and, and his cat. He said, yeah, I saw everybody and I learned a lot about our family history, but I don't think that's what you wanted to write about, but I'll fill you in later. Hmm. Um, there's lots to talk about. Um, oh, he said, it turns out Max and I, his pet cat who we loved wow. it turns out max and i have been friends in other lifetimes we've always been a human and an animal <laughs> and i always call him max so he's been max the horse max the dog max the cat max the snake oh one thing was funny too um uh when bruce came out of that uh, cave uh he said he was in this light and the light what do you say the light as i came out of the cave it was so alive it was so warm and it became whatever i needed it to be and it allowed me to clothe myself so i thought well what did Ryder pick out for me that Ryder is his grandson and he picked out what bruce should wear in his coffin oh he said suddenly i was wearing jeans and a gibson t-shirt that's how bruce was in his coffin because he said well Ryder, they'll Ryder to pick out my clothes you know <laughs> so he said it was my first big laugh Hmm. said I was dressed for heaven and don't forget I had all my hair back I felt like a rock star <laughs> so he says what are we going to write about I'm still me I'm not a master of the universe not yet anyway hmm. but I can confirm what you already know there is life after death and it feels like it could go on forever Ooh. the funny thing about it is we can't understand it until we're dead the stream of information just isn't available sometimes I heard it just like a vague background hum. I thought it was the old wiring in my apartment playing with my head, but it was the cosmos. Oh, I know you hear more than others, but when you get here, it's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> oh, here, I said, how do you, oh, hey, do you see a lot of other ghosts? He said, how do I put it? If I focus on someone, we eventually connect much like us right now it's more like a dream hmm. you have to focus because you know it won't last hmm. in those moments when we're connected it's total you get the whole story all at once you're gonna love that part it's super hmm. psychic we share a mutual knowing and love yes i think that love is what draws us together if you love someone you will see them again and that includes animals. Their souls are a little different, but just like in life, they are magnetized to us 
by love. Oh, good. Yes. And then later my grandmother said that's how she felt. You know, Bruce sent out this love thing and he found her. Oh, excellent. Yes, because I hadn't seen much of her. So my grandmother, now she died in 1987. So she's been gone quite a while, but she did not know that. What do you mean? She didn't know she was gone a long time when I talked to her. Oh. Here's what she said. I said, oh my God, Ivy, you're here. She says, yes, I'm still here. It's my grandmother. All right, now in answer to your question, because remember I'm asking, how was your death? Right. So many things happened all at once. It's hard to choose the order in which to tell it to you. It was very peaceful. I felt like I was drifting back in time. It seemed like I spent many weeks with old friends in post-war England. It was such a liberating time for us. I even knew I was dreaming, but I don't think I realized I was dead. If I did, I didn't care. Everything was vibrant and real, and every memory I looked at became so clear. I saw things I hadn't seen before, things that made everything seem all right. I just went with those flow of memories jumping in and out of my life, reliving the moments, but having new thoughts from where I am. It has certainly changed the way I remember things. I think I spent a long time doing that. Time just doesn't seem to matter around here, except for remembering. I know when that, I know when then was, but I don't know when now is. Ah. Oh, I almost forgot the best part. I am young. Hmm. I am pretty sure I'm taller than I was. Can you see me? I stop typing and I close my eyes and a clear image ar arises. There she is. Hmm. Definitely taller, with a wavy Lauren Bacall hair and a deep green dress uniform with black lace stockings and smart shoes. I laugh and I say, hey, shouldn't you be wearing a jaunty little hat? <laughs> she produces a couple of different hats, then a long mourner's veil. Then she's laughing as it vanishes and she says, no, really, hats aren't really my thing. <laughs> I said, it sounds like you had fun in the Hall of Mirrors. She goes, I like that name, Hall of Mirrors. I finally ran out of things that I wanted to relive. And I was so surprised to see the boys. Bruce showed me how to contact him just by remembering how much I love him. Aww. Watching Bill come and go as he pleases has, had me, has made me less afraid to explore further. Hmm. Like I said, Bill's writings are the most bizarre. He's like on a quantum mm -hmm. search of the universe. She says, um, I said, you mean in all these years you've been hanging out your memories? She goes, it doesn't feel like years to me. And it wasn't just memories. I was making new adventures as the old me, but only bolder. <laughs> she goes, I knew I was dreaming. So I was fearless in my choices. I don't see how it was different from dreaming. I don't think I'll ask you how long it's been. Let's mm. leave time alone. Back to your question. It was not unpleasant. I did not feel alone. I was aware of you in Mexico. I was in Mexico when she died. Mm. Uh, and I remember we talked, but I have mixed memories. Like I was in a few places at once. I had a lovely visit with Bruce. 
he was her favorite. <laughs> I knew then he would be the first of you kids to go, but then I lost all track of time. Mm. I feel good. I feel like I'm free to do as I please. I don't always know where I am. Like right now, we seem to be in a room that's well lit and you're making tea. I feel if I let my thoughts wander, you will disappear and I won't see you again. But then another part of me knows now, I just have to think of you with love. With love. I told you that Bruce showed me that, right? That's really neat. That's that very neat? comforting. It is. Uh, and then my dad, my dad showed up. He died in his sleep. The uh, autopsy said, I'm sorry, we don't know why he's dead. There's nothing wrong with his body. He should not be dead. Okay, now before you read for your dad, let me give out your information again, because this is all very exciting and interesting. And I know folks right now are thinking, I wonder if I can contact Leanne and Leanne can um can can help me reach out to my mother right. or my brother now, can you I do that for folks i can't guarantee that but now it mm. happens when i'm doing people reading sometimes people show up mm. example i was reading a young fellow the other day uh his uh a mother showed up and said uh, oh he you know he was ill and, and tell him he's not it's not all over yet and i said oh that's weird i'm or his grandmother i said your grandmother's telling me that you know she wants to take vitamins and i don't know she seems pretty adamant she thinks that you're still a bit ill uh what what was that were, were you ill and because you know i hadn't noticed it at the time and then he said oh i had covid a month oh, ago wow. so i and but he didn't have bad systems well his grandmother was harping that he needs to up his immune systems and stuff mm. You know, so I do, they pop in, but I, like I said, I don't compel them just like these guys. I don't sit there and go, okay, come now for an interview. Right. I don't compel them. They come when they come. When I'm doing readings and people are really, you know, anxious to see them, sometimes they come, but they don't mm -hmm. always come. My sister who was married to my brother, Bill, she wants him to come and talk. He doesn't, I can't, I can't make him appear, you know? And why? Because I'm sure she would be summoning him with love. Well, why that's it. And that's up? why I say you must be seeing him. And she goes, oh, sometimes I see him dancing in the kitchen. I say, then why are you saying you don't see him when you just told me he was right. dancing in the kitchen? And she goes, oh, well, it's more in my mind's eye. And I said, well, that's how it works, you know? So it's almost like she doesn't believe it 100 she's not sure right? you know right. she's not sure and you know it doesn't help that psychologists and stuff write up because i read about you know people who talk to the dead and i read this article recently this guy saying oh people who talk to the dead it's their way of using their imagination to to heal their sorrow hmm. now i started doing it when i was two and it was to a grandmother i never met and we wouldn't have known it was her, except when I told her what she my dad, what she said. He said, yeah, that's your grandmother. Neat. I didn't miss her. I didn't even know her. And I could hardly talk. I was only two. <laughs> so I wasn't sitting around going, oh, I wish I could see my grandmother. She was showing up in my room with other ghosts that I called heroes. Well, as I was saying in this program, Surviving Death, a father was writing down, he was journaling after his son had passed, and he said that exact question, is it just me talking to myself or are you really talking to me? Tell me something that I wouldn't know. And wrote, right then he wrote the words, I am read. And he said, okay, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. And two weeks later, 
um, this painting turned up at the door that a grieving friend had given to them, knowing that they had lost their son. He opened up the painting and it was this red image. And apparently red images uh, signify people who have passed too soon, the energy of a young person that has passed too soon. Right. And now the, the, he has this painting in his living room. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it, like you said, it's psychology and, and experts don't help when they say, well, it's just you remembering or trying well, to deal with the grief. They'll but, sort it out, you know, because it's quantum physics for crying out loud. We know the energy doesn't disappear. Energy cannot be destroyed. And so we're you say always that. going to be always. We always were and we always will. And that's why you never doubt that you are. You know, well, there were parents who lost their son and they were scientists and they started off from the very base, um, the base thought of, look, we don't know if we believe all of this, but we as scientists know that energy just changes form. It's never lost. So they That's kept right. going to these classes. They kept going to these grieving classes of people who were, you know, had lost children, had lost parents too soon. And eventually the the woman said and she was probably the, the 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 biggest doubter out of the two and everybody has their own beliefs everybody has their own way of processing but she said i can't explain it but i was in the kitchen one day and all of a sudden this tremendous i could i could smell his clothes i just knew i could smell him i knew he was in the room with me i just knew it i just knew it in my heart and i ran to his bedroom thinking you know, maybe, maybe he's there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quantum physics at the very root of it. It's energy yes. and energy doesn't change. Yes. Energy changes. Yes. Energy doesn't go away. Science was my major, you know, science is my thing, mm. you know? So the fact that these things started happening, I'm not just going to write them off and say, Oh, you know, it can't be because other people don't experience it, you know? Well, and the same thing, you know, you just said when your brother is talking to you, the scientist, it's things that you wouldn't otherwise know. Oh, yeah. After you read it, you say, okay, that's that's not coming from me. That's coming from... I had to read it a few times to even try to figure out what he was talking about. <laughs> <sighs> well, just to try to really cap, get it, you know, it's like, what? okay, I think I get it. Wow, Bill, like wow. he's super multidimensional. Like there's no doubt about that. We're in a multidimensional universe. You know, that's what's really interesting. So Bill's hopping all over the place. So I don't see him as often, you know, mm -hmm. Bruce has his daughter and his, you know, granddaughter, and he likes to show up now and again. Plus he's enjoying being doing these interviews. I'm sure. Um, let me give you your info really quickly. I'm chatting with psychic medium Leanne Hayes. You can reach out to Leanne, consult Leanne at yahoo.ca, consult Leanne at yahoo.ca. And um, uh, she charges $60 for a 45 minute reading. And she uses uh, all sorts of methods, all sorts of techniques. It's being done virtually, of course, through Zoom and Leanne. Uh, as Leanne said off the very top, that has not changed the frequency or readings or whatever. It's, it's all, it's all energy. So, um, so yeah, what else do you have? What else can you, uh, share with us? Well, there's quite a few of them. So I'm not sure, um, you know, which ones to kind of get you know, my dad who died in 1980. 
I guess it was 87 too, him and my grandmother right around the same time. Uh, he's been in a fishing village. <laughs> yeah. Now, did your he's dad retired. fish? Did he fish in this? Oh, one? yeah. And he yeah. wanted to retire. He had bought himself a fishing hut, you know, and then he died. And he was only 54. Aww. So he didn't get to retire, you know. Um, but and he but he died in the night in the prime of health. Hmm. So um, I did ask him if it hurt. And he said it didn't hurt. I said, you died in good health. Um, did you have a choice to re-enter your body? because there was nothing wrong with his body. Hmm. He said, I don't think so. He says, I didn't want to go back, but I don't think I had that choice. Uh, he said, uh, his friends were all there, his brother, his sister. I thought they had dropped by my house, but I, I lost track of time. And then I lost touch with everyone because I went to a fishing village to live for a while. <laughs> And then uh, I actually visited him in the, in the fishing village and he knows that now. He says, I didn't recognize you when you came, but thanks for the cat. <laughs> My brother's cat died at the same time. Apparently he thinks I gave it to him. Anyway, he said, I guess heaven is what you make it. I wanted a house by the lake and now I have it. This experience is as real as anything else that ever happened in my life. Now that the boys are here, I've really felt drawn back to my memories. I remember what I thought were just dreams of all of you guys are camping and fishing and adventures. I think I was even at your rock shows. It's coming back to me. <laughs> I said, what, ha what, did, what happened? Did it hurt? He said, oh, what was it like to die? No, I didn't feel alone and I didn't feel any pain and I didn't have time to be afraid. Hmm. So then he went on with a few things. Uh, he said, I never saw any hell. I never faced any judges. He said, if there was a hall of mirrors, I must have walked right into the first one because that's all I saw was the village. I wanted <laughs> to retire and I love it. He said, I think my contribution to your story is that it looked like I died alone in my bed and in my sleep, but it did not feel that way to me. I was surrounded by a group of friends and family who were already on this side, and I felt like I was home and I felt like I was safe. That's really nice. Yeah. That's very comforting. What happens to, or what do you think happens to our, and this is probably oversimplifying it, but do we all go to a similar age when we cross over? Do we go to the prime of our life, for example? Oh, you know what I've noticed from them? Because I do get to have a looky-loo. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it kind of shifts what, what they're thinking about. Hmm. But originally, you go to where you felt the best. Everybody's just in their prime of this is the sexy me that I was. <laughs> and like my grandmother, mm -hmm even a little perfected so she was her but she had this Lauren Bacall hair and she was taller but still quite recognizable that's great but my mom she says she only pops on the body if she wants to do something that requires a body like running beside me on the beach in Florida mm. which she did when you um, were on that beach I wanted to ask you earlier when you were on that beach and you were running on that beach were you thinking of your mother or did you feel the presence of your mother? It's only, or was it only when oh, she Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. 
I was mourning her a mm. little and she said, come on, let's go to the beach. And then she said, let's run. <laughs> so I ran. <laughs> and I've had other moments like that. I had my dead stepbrother appear um, right after he died. And I was in my backyard having a beer and thinking, oh, it's a shame I didn't uh, get to see Randy before he died. Mm. And then he says to me, uh, um, Oh, I'm here. And I'm like, oh, Randy, you're here, you're here. And he goes, come on, dance with me. Mm. And I said, uh, oh, what, right here? And it, he said, I love this song. Come on, dance with me. So I actually got up and danced with them. And I'm like, this is weird because now I'm out here dancing seemingly alone in the backyard. <laughs> but I don't give a rat's ass. I'd rather err on the side of compassion than refuse my stepbrother a dance. I'm on the phone right now with Leanne Hayes. Leanne is a psychic medium, and you can reach out to Leanne, uh, consult Leanne at yahoo.ca. Uh, Leanne, before you uh, continue reading there, do you have any advice to people who are, um, who are of A, who want to contact their loved ones. And I think you answered that by just saying, think of that person in love. With love, yeah. With love. Now, um, the thing is, because they are involved in their own evolution at this time as well, I, you know, I feel that it's not right to compel them hmm. to come, okay. but definitely, you know, when you're missing them and you, but you know what? Grief is not love. So if you're sitting there, crying you know i have had them sort of come like that but that's not the same um love you think of the best times you think of them being loving of them holding their baby when it first came love 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 grief is not love guilt is not love you can't be sitting there going oh why, why did i do wrong why did i oh i should have you know or oh that's not going to attract them well, plus two, you would think that if you are reaching out to somebody through guilt or through grief, then if I was on the other side, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, if I turn up, you're only going to be sadder or guiltier, right? Yeah, and they can't reach you like that. Right. Love is open. Mm. Those other things are not open. So you have to just, you know, um, I suppose I have for people who were really like, oh, my God, I can't reach mm. him. And then I do try to get them to imagine their dad's face over their face hmm. as I'm looking at it. And sometimes I'll see the shifting in their the look. I see like an astral appearance over their face and then I can sort of see their dad and then I can hear their dad, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes, but the thing is I can't guarantee it. I can't say, yeah, it'll happen every time we try. Right. You know, that's like saying every time I pick up the phone to call somebody, they'll be home. They're not always home. Right. They can't pick up the phone, <laughs> you know. And on another note, I have to ask you, so you, you've you always done tarot card readings as one of your, your means of reading. How do you do it now virtually? How do you do it via Zoom? Do Well, I just pull for them. Yeah, I just sit there, you know, just, you know, hello, how you doing for a minute, you know, and then I just pull for them. And... Uh, and it just yeah it just i mean like you know to please tell me how this is going because i'm used to being in the same room and they're like sure this is working for me you know because you know i for me it's all the same it's like having a dream and i tell them what i'm seeing so it's exactly the same you know 
as when I'm in the room. I'm, it's not like I'm seeing anything different when they're in the room. Um, and I can see, well, oh, you know what? Now that you mention it, I haven't tried to do the astral thing. If I could see that astral light over the Zoom, I don't know. Oh, do you want to try it? Do you want to try it right now and see if it uh, if it works? Or do you have to get into your, your, work, your work clothes? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, think? Um, Let's give it a shot, okay? Okay. You just tell me what I need to do. Uh, okay. Um, think of someone that you love. Mm-hmm. Imagine their face. Yeah. And imagine their face over your face. Okay. Now, this person didn't wear glasses, so I'm going to take off my reading glasses, and I'm going to put their face over my face. Yeah. Just really try to imagine the way they... Oh, my God! I am seeing something. Your face just got a little wider. I see this lovely woman and she's just like, you know, she loves you and she, oh, she has such a sparkle in her eyes. She said, thanks for inviting me to the reading. Like what? I love her. Oh my God. So yeah. Is that your mom or your grandmother? That's my mom. That's oh my, my mom. My mom passed a couple of years ago oh, now. That's she's my fabulous. mom. So, well, thank you for letting me know that thank we can you. do that. Oh, she loves you. She says she talks most to you in dreams. Now she's got her chatting, so you might as well let's just <laughs> yeah, let her chat. Sure. Oh, she says she's good. She's been hanging out with friends. She's been hanging out with um, uh, a cousin that she missed. And, uh, oh, she, she says it's just been great. And she's, you know, she's whenever she sees you she sees you know just such a bundle of light and energy and you know she loves to visit you she says she mostly you guys talk in dreams mm -hmm. and um you know she said you tell her anytime she needs a hug just think of me I'm, i'll i'll try and get there that's excellent that's so it works we know it works yeah now. my excellent. god she just came flying in <laughs> that's well that's good to know because you know i wasn't sure that's why i just wait if they show up they show yeah. up you know wow 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 well um you know you sort of get the idea everyone has these different experiences um let me see if there's anything funny um oh bruce let me, let me, because uh, he's the one I talk to the most. And what was, so Bruce, Bill was the scientist. What did yeah. Bruce do? What was Bruce's occupation? Uh, oh my God. He was a race car driver, guitar player, um, uh, computer expert. Uh, you know, he worked out of his home. He did all these big computer files for all these big companies. He was uh, quite a crafty character. He wrote hmm. his own music and he drove his own race car. Cool. Put him in a nutshell, which is, wow. you know, but he was a wonderful, wonderful, my best friend, you know. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think this, you'll get a kick out of this. He says, uh, well, I'm a little sad that I missed the plague and the legalization of marijuana, but things <laughs> are pretty interesting here. <laughs> Our dimensions are still very much connected, as you know. I thought it would be great if we could talk about forgiveness. I know mm. sometimes you can't forgive yourself. You keep wishing you had done something different on my last days. And I want to assure you, it doesn't matter. Everything's okay, and I really need you to be okay. Mm. Um, then he's, you know, a little bit of personal stuff. And he says, but this is what I'm here to talk about today, forgiveness. 
I accept the fact that I could have done better and I forgive myself. It's where I was in my learning curve. Now it's time to let it go. Leave the past in the, ha in the past. I didn't realize how much I was carrying in my body during my time on earth. I just tucked it all away in my subconscious until it finally turned on me. He was one of those guys you could never read him, you know? Mm. He was always Mr. Got it down guy, you know? Interesting. Like I said, you know, welcome Mr. Cool. Right. Um, somehow I knew it was in there. I just didn't want to look at it. Maybe I was afraid I couldn't forgive myself, but it turns out that's easy. I've completely forgiven anyone who ever trespassed against me. I hold no anger and very few regrets. This has been a very healing time for me. I love you all so much and that hasn't changed. It's only become clear to me how important family is. Every one of us is part of a bigger picture where we appear and disappear and reappear in different roles at different times for different purposes. I promise I'll do everything I can to further our cause and keep our family connected. Can I ask, um, can I ask you when these people pass on, I mean, it sounds like everything is so fantastic on the other side. Why would you want to come back? But why don't they, or do they interact with us here on earth where there's a lot of shit going down, right? Oh, gotcha. Like there's legions of, legions of people with good energy up there that could like look down and, and help us out. How about a little help people? <laughs> so that's the problem though, is that we are here for our own personal evolution. Like your job is to be the best Judy you can be. They mm -hmm. can't tell you the answers to the questions. They can't tell you how to Judy that's your job you've got to duty your way on through the story here they can't tell you how to duty you know that's your job you're doing the duty and i'm doing the land when we can get into the same dance floor we can have some fun but what you said yes though there is um i was talking to a friend of mine who died really recently and um so he was funny because he said uh uh, you know, um, when I realized I still had a body, I thought, oh, man, how do I get high? Where's the cosmic dispensary? <laughs> he said, as soon as I wanted to get high, my body or whatever you want to call this just sent out its own supply. Uh, suddenly I was as high as I ever wanted to be. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. But anyway, as he, we were talking, his wife interrupted, you know, and now she has said, she wait, passed wait. on as well. She's she also dead. On. Yeah. So she said, um, uh, she said, you know, oh, I, I need to say something to her. So he says, go ahead. She says, what I wanted to tell you is that I'm not separate from my life on earth. Oh. I am still connected with my friends and family. I can't explain how we're doing it, but we are still making memories. Me. Sorry to interrupt. I just had to say that. <laughs> so you get interruptions. I love it. Yes. Yes. Anyway, um, you know, it's an interesting time. And I think that a lot of people are going to be able to find that their ability to do this is is it opening up. You know, we just had that big planetary alignment, five planets in Aquarius, some people who want to play the new age flute, it's the new age of Aquarius, whatever. I, I like that sound. 
but uh, it is what it is and we are evolving and we are moving towards like one of the great things that's come out of this stupid lockdown it's taught us that actually even though we do like our privacy uh we need each other we need that outdoors now we want community we want to help each other we don't want to be an island you know we realize that we can't so now we've had these wonderful days of self-inquiry um you know seeing more about ourselves completing things people are writing doing courses doing projects really learning more about themselves personalizing their own space which is what we need more than privacy we need personalization of where we are you know so in an office you know or whatever but and now it's we all want to solve the problems of our communities you know there's a lot of that coming together there's a lot of uh revelations of where the problems are and so we are coming together with solutions we're looking for ways to make it a better place i think you know what i i love that note because uh we have this appreciation now for the planet more so than ever i think we just needed to be all picked up by the collar and said look you're getting a time out and you're going to think about this and you're right i think it's the we're all contributing to the great big brain right yes. so you know the 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 doc the scientist who came out with the uh the DNA sequence of the virus was able to release it and the world worked on it. And I mean, it's unheard of to come up with a vaccine in, in a year, less than a mm. year, right? Because we're exponentially learning. Right, exactly. So now we're all part of this big brain and maybe I can't teach Leanne how to be Leanne as much as I can teach Judy how to be Judy, but maybe Leanne's contribution is opening up this world of, you know, you're contributing your interviews with the dead. We are. Yeah, if I can do it, anyone can. I'm just an ordinary schmuck like the rest of us. <laughs> and you know what? So many, uh, so many psychics that I've chatted with, so many psychic mediums that I've chatted with have said the same thing. I wish people would just believe us. It's that, you know, you, it's all, it's a muscle. You have to work it. You have to do the exercise. You're not going to have a great body without going, not without going to the gym. Exactly. Right? I can play guitar right now. Can you play guitar? I don't know. Can you play guitar? Oh, can I play guitar a little bit? I can play chords. Oh, and stuff okay. Like that. I should have picked something different. But the idea is that practice. Exactly. I can play guitar because I practice, not because I have some <laughs> fancy skill handed down through the cosmos that I must sit in funny positions and chant in foreign languages to attain. I had to pick up the guitar and I had to practice it. So Just maybe, like I had to practice being psychic, you know? So maybe on that note, maybe as a takeaway, can you leave with our listeners something that they can do, a hands-on tool? It's like learning that first chord, learning that C chord. What's the C chord? in the in, the in the psychic world all right i think i can do that Num uh actually i'm going to give you um two chords because you okay. need a verse and a chorus <laughs> so one <laughs> of them is to allow you to see and uh, we'll start just with a bright red triangle cut out a nice bright shiny red triangle from a piece of paper doesn't have to be shiny but it it works even better bright red put it on a white background in a nice bright lit room stare at it till you see the little green schisms coming up and down the side of it you'll see little green lights sort of pecking at the edges 
close your eyes, move the triangle, open your eyes and hold that. You'll have a big bright green triangle in there. Hold it as long as you can in a triangular shape. It will want to turn into a blob, but you stare at it and hold it in the form of a triangle with your mind. As long as you can keep that thing a triangle, keep that a triangle. Now there's other shapes, but let's not complicate things. That will allow you to see red and green in the other plane, nice and clear. Uh, now the other thing is to get a hold of your subconscious dialogue, you know? Mm -hmm. And that can be a, uh, with a little tape deck like this that I have, just to record your dreams. Mm. Play with your dreams, okay. you know, talk to your subconscious listen to your mind and learn to control your mind as well that's i guess c looks like we're going to have three chords the other one is to be able to just shut your mind up just for a minute when you're awake just go imagine your mind is this wonderful temple just clear it all out and all the old thoughts that want to creep in see them like little old men these are not threatening they're just little old gray guys coming in you say wait a second out you get bud you're the past everybody out <laughs> We're just having a quiet time, out. And, and, and if you can just hold that silence, even for 30 seconds, you're making your mind more open to being able to hear the other side. And when things start coming in, then you'll say, now this is some good stuff. Now I'm hearing some good stuff. Now, I still have my eyes closed. I'm seeing the red and the green triangles. What am I supposed to do with the red and green triangles? What, you're seeing them, you're, you mean you, no, no, this, I wasn't pretending. I was saying you cut out a red triangle out of a piece of paper. Oh, you this really is physical, do. So you will see the ghosts. Yes, yes, cut out a real piece of paper, put it on a white piece of paper, cut out a real red triangle, put it on a white piece of paper, okay. stare at it, okay. and you'll see the green appearing on the edges. That's a physical fact, you'll just see them. Unless and what is that green that you're seeing? It's the alternative light, it's the energy. And when you move it, you will hold it, pin it to that board. It'll wanna evaporate right away, pin it to that board. Cause that's the kind of light that ghosts are made of. When you're used to seeing that light, you will see it then. I can walk into a museum, see a dozen ghosts. So there's one over there, there's one there, there's, you can see them. Okay, so just to be clear, just for folks that can- Yeah, can wanna try it. I'm going to get a piece of white paper and then yeah. I'm going to maybe get a red triangle, a third of the size of the white paper, let's say. Let's put it on the white paper. Doesn't matter what size it is. Okay. Yet. I put that red triangle on it and then eventually I'll start. I'd to say see... don't make it too big so you don't, you know, okay. don't make it small, but you know. Okay. And then I'll start seeing green coming out yeah, from behind. Yeah. And that means it's ready. Okay, and then and then you close your eyes just long enough to move the paper. Don't move your head. Just grab that triangle, open your eyes, and now you're going to see a bright green triangle on the paper. No, I don't mean right now. I mean when you're doing it. It's a physical fact. It's a phenomenon. Okay. There's actually six more exercises like that, but I think one's enough for now for you to try. For sure. So then you keep looking at the green triangle. Yeah, you'll pull the red one away and right. you stare at that paper and stare at it until the green triangle dissolves. Okay. The longer it stays there, the better. I can hold that sucker there for half an hour if I want. 
Right. Okay. And then what? Then what happens? Well, what it's doing is you're just training your eyes to see differently so that when a ghost compares in the room, if it's got any red or green in its jacket or outfit or whatever it might be wearing, you'll at least see that to start with. Very Got clear. it. Okay. So Leanne, thank you for sharing that cord. Thank you for sharing that information. Leanne, as she says, there's six exercises. This is very, very cool. Yeah. Um, so if you want to reach out to Leanne, again, it's consultleanne at yahoo.ca. Um, whether you want a reading, Leanne charges $60 for 45 minutes. Whether you want, uh, maybe you want a, a class, how to do this. I think that's really, really fascinating. And as I said, we're all here. I can only be Judy, Judy, Judy. Leanne can only be Leanne. But Leanne's interviews with the dead has been Oh, it's been so eye-opening. Thank you so much for joining me on Psychic Friday. It was my pleasure. I'm uh, really enjoying co-creating the universe with you. Because I'll tell you, if any one of us really went missing, there'd be a hole in the universe. Aww. Thanks, Leanne. Folks, laugh long and prosper. You want more information about Leanne? Again, you can go to consultleanne at yahoo.ca. Until then, I'm Judy Kroon. Stay tuned, laugh long, and prosper.